I know it's Alabama Georgia week, but we have way more pressing news to get to right now on the hottest show on the streets, the number one form for Alabama football news. It's Wednesday, hump day. Appreciate everybody tuning into the network channel and the brand on today. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. The show is brought to you by WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That is WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. If you have not purchased your four-finger bling necklace yet, showing that support of the fourth quarter. As we all know, Alabama dominates the fourth quarter. Go get your four-finger bling necklace right now, courtesy of WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. But appreciate everybody for tuning in today on the number one ticket for Crimson Tide football news. We got a lot to get to, a lot to discuss. Some big news has broken out within the Alabama program. Coach Saban had his presser uh, earlier, well, had his presser on the day. So a lot to get to and definitely want to hear from you as we bring you the show from Tuscaloosa. Streaming this to you via YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show. Hit that subscribe button. Be sure to turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in news, notes, alerts, coverage, and commentary on your favorite football program, that being the Crimson Tide. Not only are we coming to you through YouTube, but also to my Facebook family out there, Twitter family out there, streaming to you guys as well. So we're hitting you with the YouTube the Facebook, and the Twitter. So no excuse for you not to be informed on your Alabama football program via the hottest show on the streets right here in my own words. It's always it's a joy to be joined here by the man, the myth, the legend, the maestro in the production studio, my man, Mr. John Ivory. And uh, we want to hear from you today. We want your thoughts. We want your ideas. We want your concerns. We want your questions. We want your events. We want them today. 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you. But right now, we're going to jump right into the conversation as... Big news came out of the University of Alabama on today as Alabama head football coach Nick Saban and athletic director Greg Byrne both contracted the coronavirus, COVID-19, both received positive tests on today. And Coach Saban mentioned in his presser that uh, the, the, a positive result from his test was revealed and the PCR testing, that is the PCR testing, which is done by Alabama's medical staff, the medical team, they uh, aggressively test the players, they aggressively test the coaches uh, daily. That's that daily testing that Coach Saban has talked about uh, throughout so far throughout the season. So in taking the PCR test, uh, Coach Saban positive for uh, the coronavirus. Once his test was revealed at 1 p.m. today, he immediately got on Zoom, alerted the players, alerted the coaching staff of it, and went home to isolate himself. Now, he, he has not shown 
any symptoms uh, for COVID. He is asymptomatic. According to his daughter, Kristen Saban Cetus, she put out a post on Twitter talking about, you know, no symptoms. He, he's fine. He's good. She had the little strong emoji on the tweet and said that uh, he has been actually, you know, watching the practices. You know, she was permitted to, uh, to say that and talk about that. So Coach Saban not showing any signs, not showing any symptoms for COVID, but due to the PCR testing, he it was revealed he received a positive test for the virus. So as of right now, he will be continuing the SEC protocol, which means he will be continuing taking those PCR tests, following up on those tests to see if he can get maybe – a different result here uh, pretty soon here. Now, he, he's continuing to also do some research on what type of ways can he still be involved in this weekend's game because if you know Coach Saban, he's never missed a football game. He's always been on the field. He's always been coaching players throughout his entire career. He has never missed a game due to an illness. Uh, he has never missed a game definitely of this type of magnitude uh, due to something. So he is researching at home, remote, trying to find a way to still be a part of this game on the field with these players uh, the biggest thing for coach is he's surprised that he got a positive test because this is the same coach Saban that's always been pro public health pro public safety if you remember the video he put out over the summer where it featured you know Saban uh, athletic trainer Jeff Allen and Alabama's mascot Big Al you know Saban comes through the facility and goes hey Big Al you're supposed to be six feet away from me and don't you supposed to be having your mask on we practice in social distancing so even over the summer you know coach Saban pro public health pro public safety always having the mask always taking those precautions, always doing the right things and, and being an advocate more so to other people and trying to do the right thing. So to see that, you know, he had the test uh, to come up positive there, very surprising for him, very surprising to him. Uh, but once again, people asymptomatic, has not shown any symptoms. He feels fine. Uh, he's been um, at home still very active here and trying to make sure he's catching up on all the practices on Zoom. Uh, he's been on. He's been in contact with team managers trying to make sure that the players are practicing correctly. The energy is there. The focus is there. The intensity is there. He's had contact with the coaches just to make sure they're doing what they are supposed to do according to Saban in his absence right now as he's in isolation Steve Sarkeesian the offensive coordinator has assumed duties he has assumed the role of running the program so the program right now as coach Saban is in isolation is being run by offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian of whom is making sure everybody stays up to date, everybody's on their P's and Q's, everybody's showing the energy, showing the focus, showing the intensity because there's still a game this week. Uh, Coach Staben is still preparing uh, this team to face the, the Georgia Bulldogs uh, this weekend at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Uh, 7 p.m. Central Time, CBS, we will have the kickoff. But he's continuing to do the uh, SEC protocol, still having the testing, uh, the PCR testing done to really get himself, you know, sort of situated. But uh, through it, within the press conference, 
Saban talked about how he got a chance to look at the players' practice, though he was not out there on the field. You know, he talked about, I'm not out of the country. You know, this this, this be my first time kind of not being on the field, but I'm still preparing. I'm still going to my meetings through Zoom. I'm still in constant communication with the coaching staff. I'm still in constant communication with the players. I'm still doing our point system type thing. So even with Saban, being remote, you know, as he mentioned, I'm not outside the country. I'm still doing everything possible to make sure and very sure our guys are prepared for this football game. And it's kind of interesting just, just seeing that with all of this happening to him, his main concern is two things. Number one, you know, not spreading anything to immediate members of his family. He's always talked about his personal bubble. He's been safe as far as the program, but he's always talked about that personal bubble. Once you leave the facility, once you leave the University of Alabama, once you leave the program, what is your personal bubble like? How are you staying safe with, with, with your family? How are you staying, staying safe with the people around you? So he has constantly preached having that personal bubble you know, in line and, uh, you know, Saban trying to make sure that he does not, you know, spread anything toward, you know, his wife, Miss Terry, where she's concerned, you know, where his grandchildren are concerned, where his children are concerned and other members of the family, you know, are concerned. But but uh, that's one thing he's been, uh, you know, most concerned about. But also he is concerned about the players. Even though this is happening with him, he wants to make sure he has given his best effort to these young men and making sure they're still getting uh, the proper coaching even when he's not out there present with them, even with it's him on Zoom or him talking to a team manager or him talking to coaches or him speaking with you know different players. So he's still trying to make sure, hey, I might not be here at this present time, but you still need to be you still need to be focused. You still need to be on your game. You still need to be on your effort. You still need to be on your on your assignment as a player because this is still a big game for you. This is still a moment where you can create value for yourself, as he likes to say, especially for those and have an NFL draft stock. This is still an opportunity for you to create value for yourself, even for the young players that are trying to grow, trying to get better, trying to increase their knowledge, trying to increase their confidence in the way that they play on the field. So even with, you know, Saban getting this positive test, he is not letting that, you know, kind of sort of affect him from doing his job and making sure the players are prepared. Now, at the heart of Coach Saban, he still wants to be involved on game day. And, and this just shows the competitor that he is. And it, it just shows that, you know, Saban is not just, you know, about winning, 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 though that that, that, is a, that is a part of being a coach. But he's more concerned about, I want to be there for my players. I want to be there for my boys. I want to be here for the young men that, their parents trusted me. They trusted them in my care as the head coach. And, and I want to be out there just to make sure that, you know, they're in the proper positions. They're making the proper reads. They're making the proper plays. They're, they're, they're hitting the proper assignments. They're hitting the right gaps. They're doing exactly what they need to do uh, to be successful on the field. So coach is going to find Every single which way and loophole to be, you know, a part of this game, whether it's, uh, you know, him maybe 
on Zoom, FaceTiming to, to some degree. He'll he'll research something. He'll find something because I I can't picture it. I know U.S. fans can't, but I certainly can't picture a scenario where Saban would be laid up in bed somewhere, or Saban would be just not you know on that field or not having his presence in some sort of way, form, device, capacity inside Bryant-Denny Stadium to be an encouragement, to be, you know, a coach, to be a mentor, to be of some type of presence to let, you know, those players know, guys, I'm right here. Guys, I'm right here. Guys, we can roll right here. So uh, even with him, you know, having the positive test, of course, as I mentioned, it was made known today at uh, 1 p.m. with by the PCR testing, the Alabama medical staff, Coach Saban immediately alerted the coaching staff, immediately alerted the players uh, on Zoom. He quickly went home. He's been working remote. He's been working uh, in isolation. He got a chance to watch practice today on Zoom and, and, and observed what was going on on the field with the players. He talked about the energy that the players gave, the response the, the response that the players have had. He even uh, slightly chuckled there at the end, answering a question from yours truly at Touchdown, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, just talking about, well, maybe this, maybe this was a practice I shouldn't have been at because I'm seeing these guys really give an effort and that energy. So even with this situation, it's good to see Coach flash that smile, flash that excitement. He's not showing any symptoms, asymptomatic. This is just kind of a shock, a surprise to him. But he is researching. He is doing everything possible to figure out a way where he can still be a presence on that field, where he can still be a presence on that team this weekend because he is still pushing and putting together a game plan for Alabama to take that field against Georgia this weekend as the game's still in motion here for 7 p.m. Central Time. But uh, that's just the news they're coming from uh, Coach Saban, the news coming from the University of Alabama uh, in regards to Saban and Athletic Director Greg Byrne testing positive for COVID-19. Our, our prayers from Touchdown Alabama Magazine are out to both men and their families most definitely but we take our first break here on the show don't touch that dial just getting started when we return from the break we get into your phone calls your thoughts your tweets your chats your phone uh, your ideas your concerns right after this you're watching in my own words with Stephen m smith brought to you by we own the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace today by visiting we own the fourth quarter.com throw them foes up Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. 
We are back into the action here, folks, on a Wednesday hump day. Hottest show on the streets. Number one ticket for Alabama football news in my own words. With yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Really excited to have each and every last one of you uh, joining us here on the show on today. As always, give a thumbs up on the show. Drop a like on the show and uh, hit that subscribe button. Turn all of those notifications on so that way... You can have the best in news, notes, alerts, and coverage here on your Crimson Tide. Before we go to the call line, as this call segment is brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. This call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang family. Before we go to the phone lines right now, got a few super chats to shout out here. And first and foremost, how about the man, Senator Hines? Senator Hines dropping in that 999 via Super Chats. Appreciate the love there from Senator William Bryant, that 2499. William Bryant there donating here to TDA, 2499. And then Roll Tide and Rise Up, Roll Tide and Rise Up, donating that $10 there via the Super Chats. Appreciate the love there coming from Senator Roll Tide and Rise Up and William Bryant. But right now, 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Rich Gang. Gang, gang on that. So we take our first call of Senator. What's going on, man? Man, hold up. Did you just create a Blue Rich Gang emblem? That is lit. Blue Rich Gang, Senator. <laughs> Man, that is nice right there. I'm looking at the stream while I'm talking on the phone, man. This is crazy. Look at the Blue Ritz gang, man. I see y'all out there in the chat, man. Shout out. Well, yeah, man. Got some crazy news today with saving, testing positive. And I literally was about to say what Metallica Alabama just said in the chat. Um, I feel like this is – I'm not saying saving doesn't have COVID. Of course, I, I wouldn't play around or discredit that. But he's using this – you know, you have some people that just that test positive and they don't have any symptoms. I I went back in March um, when the first when the breakout first happened and I wasn't having any symptoms, but because of where I was working, it required to get tested. But I, I tested positive, but I had no symptoms. And the same day, I went to another facility and got a t another test and tested negative. So you know, who knows? It could be here or there. But um, I think this is a chance for us to see this Alabama team play with some passion this this week. Uh, you know, we can't we can't make excuses about saving not being on the sideline, even though we know that is very important to have your head coach on the sideline, especially the way Saban coaches, how he manages the game, you know, tough situations. He makes the call and he lives with it. There's no hesitation, you know. So yeah, you're gonna probably miss that leadership role, but if anything, this should fire our whole team up, especially our defense. You know how you know everybody knows Saban prides itself in Alabama defense being the standard, and for the past couple of weeks we haven't been the standard. And I think they're going to try to live up to that this week. And I, I really think they shouldn't put so much into it as far as mentally, but just go out there and play a a a, a perfect game, play a game where you're executing on every play, you're wrapping up, you're you're sprinting to the ball, you're playing with that fire that Alabama defense plays with. But man. Steven, I appreciate you taking my call again, man. I appreciate the Blue Ridge Gang shout out. I'm looking at this info, man. I'm like, man, Steven, showing out, man. <laughs> 
Got uh, Senator, gotta do it for the Blue Wrench Gang. You guys are a family, and we just appreciate the love that you guys show here at TDA. I mean, I have the greatest job in the world being able to provide Alabama football for you guys, but without you guys, there's no reason for me to be on this platform. So thank you guys. Love the Blue Wrench Gang family. Senator, you, Senator, you, you stay safe, man. Be good. You too, man. I appreciate you. Roll Tide. Let's get them, baby. Absolutely. We go to another call here on a Wednesday. You are live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Ah, just taking my dog out for a walk, listening to one of my new favorite shows. Uh, I mean, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. What's on your mind right now? Um, man, I don't know why the... Uh, do you think this COVID thing has been uh, taken out of proportion? Um, I mean, Saban is, what, 69 years old? He doesn't have any symptoms. And um, uh, the CDC even said back in August, he, they said, you don't even need to test for COVID uh, if you don't have any symptoms. They had, they had went back on originally thinking that, you know, if you were asymptomatic, you're, you're, you're still a threat. But then, you know, August 24th, uh, they came out and said, you don't need to test if you don't have any symptoms. So why is the NCAA even is going even further than the CDC on this? Why don't they just, you know, hey, like the old school days, if you're sick, don't go to class. You know, if you got a fever, don't go to class. Now it's like everybody, your breath, just your breath is a, is a, is a weapon now. So everybody's walking around guilty before they're potential COVID terrorists, everybody. So, and nobody's died uh, in, in college football. Everybody that's tested positive, they, it, 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 I'm not trying to say that this isn't a big deal, but I mean, you know, athletics and, and life and everything doesn't need to be canceled. We don't need to just just quit life and you know and stop stop athletics because of something that 70 year olds aren't even having symptoms for and and, and I, I understand exactly what, what, what you're where you're coming from with that I mean I know there are moments where things can be blown out of proportion I just feel like at this day and time where things could be looked at a bit too extreme but at the same time it's we still don't want to uh, not address the situation, take a hold of a situation because what if something does happen? So that, that, that's what that's how I feel like the NCAA and the CDC are going with this. Like there are moments where things can be blown out of proportion and people over exaggerate absolutely, but at the same time, it's like okay, what if we feel that way, but something actually does happen and we're the ones with the egg on our face because we didn't take it seriously seriously enough. So I completely get where you're coming from with that statement. I'm just saying with the CDC and the NCAA, they're looking at this as, okay, maybe it is out of proportion, but at the same time, we're not going to be the ones with the case on our hands. But, my man, I appreciate the call. Uh, what about Butch Jones? Butch Jones is still with the program. He's still here. I think he could, he could maybe stand in for Saban if something ever happened or 
Well, right, well, right now, right now, Steve, uh, Steve Sarkeesian has been tapped as the one to run the program in Saban's absence right now. So right now, Sarkeesian is the one. He's the point person. Uh, he's making sure everybody's on their assignment. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, handling their job. So uh, in coach, in coach's absence, as he as he's working remotely, he has appointed that role to Sark. Hey, God bless you, man. You have you have a great show. Absolutely, man. You take care. All right, bye-bye. Appreciate the calls. They're rolling in here on a Wednesday. We got another call here in the queue. You are live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Hey, man. Hey, uh, Robert from Mobile. How we feeling there, man? Hey, um, I hope you're not last callers listening because I totally agree with what he said about the uh, about this thing. This uh, coronavirus thing is allowed to become too political. It's... The coronavirus is not equal death. Nick Saban, like I said, is not even symptomatic. We were living with viruses since human beings have existed. And up until this latest, up until the coronavirus, that's when all of a sudden life has to come to an end. We have to, eventually, we're going to have to get what we learned to live with this thing and get back onto normal life. And maybe with the president getting it and Nick Saban getting it, so many high profile people getting it and recovering, people will start to realize, okay, hey, uh, it's not the death sentence we all were we all all were led to believe it was. I think it's become too much hype more than reality. The the, the science says that there you have a ninety nine percent survival rate of surviving coronavirus if you're under the age of sixty five. Even with Nick Saban's age, it's still over ninety percent. And Nick Saban being asymptomatic right now, his chances are in the ninety nine percentile like everybody else. But we but it, because this thing's gotten political. We locked down, shut down, and pretty much ruined the country. We're going to have to get over this thing and get to start to move on with life. And this is another way with him getting it. Maybe now we can finally start moving back onto life. People, viruses have existed forever since human beings have been here. This is COVID-19. That means the COVID coronavirus, the COVID has been here forever, but, no, but it wasn't to this degree until now. Next thing it's going to be COVID-20. We're going to lock down again then. We never locked down and did this for any virus, and it's killed far more people than coronavirus has. But somehow this one, we had to lock down and shut down for this one. So maybe with Nick Saban getting it and the president getting it and the, and, and the people on the uh, Florida team getting it and some of the uh, football players getting it, people starting to start to see, hey, you, a lot of people are surviving this because we're not hearing the survival rate. All we're, all we're hearing now is never people who got it. That's called herd immunity, folks. That's what happens. It transmits around like all viruses, like the flu virus does every single year. But we don't lock down for that. So we shouldn't have done this in the first place, like all this lockdown business. And then we do have to get life back to normal again. Like the guy said, they say we hadn't been tested it, and none of these players have been tested. All of them have gone on with their lives with no problem at all. And that's what we have to get back to. Soon, soon, because this is just ruining many people's lives and many people's businesses, and this has to stop. So hopefully this will end with, uh, hopefully, again, this will show she had more light when Nick Saban recovers from it, like the president did, that it, it, coronavirus is not the death sentence that everybody's been led to believe. Your odds of surviving it are greater than 99%, and the media needs to start telling people more that more than what they've been doing. So uh, for going, as far as the game goes, I think Nick, yeah, Nick Saban can, like you said, sit in the booth 
and and uh, you know if, if that's what it takes. And this is the idea behind the mask as well. Well, Nick Saban was constantly had the mask on, so we all know the mask is that's that's just a bunch of hooey. The the masks do not stop the spread because people can't wear them all the time. So hopefully this will get uh, this will get more exposure to it, and we can finally start getting life back to normal again because that's what has to happen. We have to learn to live with it like we learn to live with everything else. Okay, but I'm glad you let me read that, man. I should appreciate it. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Keep listening to us. Callers are lighting this up here on a Wednesday. We're taking another call right now. You are live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Stephen M., how's it going, big man? Man, I'm doing fantastic, Spencer. I cannot complain here. Just just happy to hear Nick Saban laugh at the end of his press conference, at the end of his presser. He laughed at my question at the end. So it was nice right there. I missed that one. My, uh, my YouTube locked up, and I, got, I missed your question. But what I was calling about, give me some updates on what's going on in the practice field this week, getting prepared for Georgia coming in. Okay, so that that right there I can talk about. So the players were extremely embarrassed after the game against uh, Ole Miss. I, I I literally saw so many guys walk off the field uh, disgusted, uh, very much so bothered. And this week it's been uh, a different. It's been a different switch, man. I mean, these guys have been focused. These guys have been extremely locked in. Uh, I was told, uh, keep your eyes on Brian Branch here. Brian Branch might be one of our most athletic safeties Alabama has had here in quite some time. Keep your eyes on him. He may get an opportunity to play even more against Georgia. There's an opportunity where we could see more of DeMarco Hellams in that safety position uh, outside. Well, rather than Daniel Wright at safety, we could see more of DeMarco Hellams at safety. We could see more of Brian Branch out there. But this week, a way, way, way more focused group. And Spencer, what I want to see in this game is having the coaching staff simplify things for a lot of these players. Instead of having guys of a defensive line two gap, do what you did when you had Quinnen Williams. Have him one gap. Let him just slip his way in there right off that guard or right off that center and boom, hit the quarterback. Boom, hit the running back. Simplify it to where these defensive linemen, they don't have a two gap. Let them one gap, use the quickness, get in there, and just create some type of havoc. Exactly. I agree with you 110%, sir, because when we were doing that, that was freeing up our linebackers to make the plays. Absolutely. So that's what I look forward to seeing in this game. A lot of simp- a lot of simplification. Don't bombard the players with a whole bunch of stuff. But also, where the players are concerned, play with fire. Play with confidence. Playing like you know you've been taught to play at the University of Alabama. And I believe that last week was a wake-up call. Every team that's trying to push for a national championship needs a reality check, needs a wake-up call or two. And I felt like last week against Ole Miss, Alabama got that wake-up call of, whoa, I mean, Yell ain't kiffing good, but we looked terrible out here. This ain't us. And I'm pretty sure a lot of those players saw the former players made their statements on social media about how, guys, y'all can't be letting the ball drop, man. We had a legacy here. Y'all letting the legacy fall. So those uh, th- those players on the players on this team, they saw what happened last week. 
They've been more lasered on this week. I'm looking forward to seeing what this team, what, what the group does this week here against a Georgia team that stylistically matches up better than what Ole Miss did. Outstanding, sir. Well, thank you so much again for the uh, the update because I've uh, been dying to hear what's going on in practice, and I appreciate you. I'm going to get off here so other people can call in. Thank you again for everything you do, sir. Appreciate the love. They're coming from our own Spencer Revley. They're calling in. We take another call here on the show. You are live on In My Own Words. What's going on? What's up, Stephen? How you doing? This is Sean from Huntsville. What's going on, big dog? Nothing much, man. I didn't um, want too much, man. I just wanted to call and give a kind word to all the Bama fans. No, it looked bleak after the last game, but I promise you, I promise you guys, we coming back strong Saturday, brother. We coming back a lot stronger. These guys were embarrassed, like you said. They've heard all the talking heads. They've heard all the analysts, all the college football lives, Fox Sports, all these people talking about how bad the defensive is. It's okay. It's okay. And it's, it's feeding right into the Georgia people's hands. Man, if you didn't know no better, I know we're uh, picked to, what, cover, I think, by five, six, whatever the line is. I think it's if six and a half no better, now. Man, if you didn't know no better, the way the vibe is across the world, you'd think we were the underdogs. But it's okay. To all the Bama fans, baby, hold your head. Hold your head because that's just how we like it. We love when the whole world is against us. All we need is Bama Nation. We coming, brother. We coming. These kids know what time it is. They understand. And we going to shock the world like Muhammad Ali said. We going to remind everybody just who we are, man. Saturday, we going to put everybody on notice. We Bama. It's coming, baby. It's coming. Ain't nothing they can do about it. I'm going to hang up, man, listen to you. I just want the Bama fans to know, bro, don't be fooled by all this talk. We coming. Enough said, buddy. Roll Tide. Sean from Huntsville giving a big, big call right there. Appreciate the love there coming from Sean. Continue with the calls right now. We pick up another one. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Steven, what's going on? It's Justin Riley. What's going on, brother? Going good, Justin. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling good. You know, it's funny. Uh, a few years back, uh, after we had lost Ole Miss, everybody pretty much had written us off. And then we roll into Georgia, we roll into Athens, and we proceed to just uh, dominate that game. Derrick Henry took over. The, everybody took over. And uh, we shocked the world when everybody thought we were dead. And I kind of feel like the same feeling is, is, is kind of emanating right now. Well not, only, well, not only just that, Justin, I personally remember the 2013 season where Alabama took on Virginia Tech first, and the offensive line was horrible in that game. And if not for Christian Jones and Vinny Sanceri defensively getting the pick six, um, you know, that was a rough game with Virginia Tech, but the offensive line got it together, and it ended up being a really, really good group. And when I look at this defense, I kind of see the same things. Two things, of course, need to happen. You got to simplify things for these players where the coaches are concerned. And then uh, number two, you know, the players, follow your assignment, do your job, and play the way you know how to play. Those two things. Play the way you know how to play, finish tackles, finish possessions, finish drives, have things simplified out there on the field, and, and play the right personnel. And that goes back to the coaches. Play the right personnel. If you know that this particular player does not need to be in this particular package, don't have them out there. Play the right personnel. Simplify things for the players. Do your job. Play with that edge to you. That's all you got to do. 
In, in regards to the defense, you said they were coming off the field and Oxford a little uh, shaken, a little disgusted, uh, a little embarrassed. Uh, in regards to their uh, their confidence and uh, their mentality, how do they bounce back and you know get that swag back and you know get their mind locked back into what we know they can do? Well, that's going to that's gonna be looked at, Justin, in the first quarter of this game. I mean, so far in practice this week, they've been lasered in. Uh, they've been locked in. I've been hearing a lot of really strong, positive things here from uh, credible people inside the program. So they've been locked in this week. But the first quarter against Georgia will tell a lot. If we see this team flying around the field, don't think so much, do your job, make plays, make tackles. That will tell the tape. I'll be knocked into that first quarter. How does Alabama come out there in the first quarter defensively, setting that tone at home against Georgia? But, Justin, man, as always, we appreciate your call, man. Yes, sir. Enjoyed it, man. Roll Tide. Absolutely. We got a super chat right now to shout out Willie351, the man Willie351, dropping in that $5 donation there, helping us out here at TDA. And just a quick topic here before we go to break, we appreciate you guys uh, hitting up the phone lines in this first segment, but uh, how about the man Derrick Henry? Derrick King Henry, I remember in the 2016 NFL draft process, he was told your game is not going to transition to the pros, your game is not going to work, and Derrick Henry has proceeded to prove everybody wrong, and on Tuesday Night Football, the brother just baptized, I'm talking about baptized, a Buffalo Bills defensive back, Josh Norman, former All-Pro corner, 2015, really good cornerback, but Najee, but uh, Derrick Henry came around that left end, had that left arm out, wham, just threw that man to the ground. Josh Norman had no chance, no chance, just got baptized by Pastor Derrick Henry in the church of Uly, Florida, <laughs> slash Crimson Tide football, but uh, Derrick Henry helping the Titans getting that win there over the Buffalo Bills on Tuesday night. Shout out there to Gucci Todd. Gucci Todd donating that $5 there via the Super Chats, helping us out here at TDA. We take a quick break here on the show, but when we come back, we'll get into Steve Sarkeesian. If, if Nick Saban cannot go, how will the team rally around Sark versus Georgia? We'll talk Sarknado after this. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. If you want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now, you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. 
We back rocking and rolling here, folks, on a Wednesday hump day. Hottest show up the streets. Number one forum for Crimson Tide football news. That being in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciating everybody for checking us out on today. As always, got to shout out my main man, John Ivory, in that production studio doing his thug fizzle there on the ones and twos. But we look at now. Alabama Steve Sarkeesian. We heard from Nick Saban and his presser on today that, you know, in the event that he can't go, you know, Steve Sarkeesian will be the head coach of his team for the Georgia matchup. He's already been put in command as the point person, making sure players are practicing, the game plans in order, coaches are doing their job while Coach Saban is working remotely. So this is a huge moment here for Sark. And how will the players go about rallying around the California native will be a big deal here. The one thing for Sark, he has been a head, he has been a head coach before. So that's one feather he does have in his cap. He was a head coach there for seven years in the Pac-12. Of course, then, I think it was called the Pac-10. It was called the Pac-10 at one point in the Pac-12. But he, he was a head coach for seven years on the West Coast. He was at the University of Washington from 2009 to 2013 as the head coach. And then the head coach at Southern California, USC, from 2014 to 2015. So seven years prior to that. You no, know, he was a, he was an assistant. He was an assistant at USC from 2001 to 03, and then 2005 to 06, 2007 to 08. He was an offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons 2016 or well, 2017, 2018. He was an offensive analyst for the Crimson Tide 2016. But you know, he does have seven years of head coaching experience and. According to Coach Saban, Sark will still have his role in calling the offense. So not only will he be the head coach or assuming the role of head coach in this game should Coach Saban not be able to be out there, but he would also still call the plays as the offensive coordinator. And you know, for Sark, this is a very huge moment for him because, as I mentioned before, his story has kind of come full circle a little bit because – as an assistant coach, she was really, really good. He was really dynamic. I mean, uh, helped produce, you know, Heisman winners and uh, uh, helped produce Heisman winners and Carson Palmer and Matt Liner and also Reggie Bush, despite Reggie Bush's Heisman being vacated in 2005. He was a huge, you know, offensive mind, you know, at SC and, uh, you know, was was able to help out the, uh, the Raiders and the NFL in 2004. So he did a lot of big things there, but... He jumped from being an offensive assistant to being a head coach a little too early in his career without taking that offensive coordinator uh, spot a little bit more first and foremost. So, you know, when Sark became you know, a head coach in 09, you know, he made that big jump and uh, was not quite ready for it. And uh, at that moment, it kind of sort of overwhelmed him. And then he dove into having some, some personal issues there. And those led to him not being as fruitful as a head coach as he wanted to be. He goes to Alabama, uh, has a year as the offensive analyst as Coach Saban extends his hand out to him in 2016. Then Sark goes to the Atlanta Falcons as an OC, and it really kind of changes his life. He understands how to be a coach, how to be a schemer, a strategist from an executive pro perspective. And then Saban extends the olive branch to him once again, bringing him back. So in every situation, 
that Sark has been through in his life, in his coaching profession. He has learned something from it, both good and bad. And this puts him in a situation where he can kind of show the masses, even if it's just for one game, he has a chance to show the masses that I can run this team. I can coach this team. I can, you know, show Coach Saban, hey, coach, you may be out, but I got you. You got, you had me. You gave me an opportunity, coach, when I was messing up, when I was down on my luck, when I was not in my right frame of mind as a coach for personal reasons, and you extended an opportunity to me, you know, to come in here and get myself cleaned up. Make myself better. You've given me an opportunity to run this this dynamic offense, whether it was Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback or Mac Ten at quarterback right now, and all the talent I have around me. So, so Saban, you extended me this. So, because you extended me this, Saban, I want to show you, Coach, that I can handle this. I can do this for you, Coach. I can do this for you, man. In your stand. So, here's a big opportunity here for for Steve Sarkeesian to run this in a. Uh, replacement of Coach Saban should he not be able to be out there. Uh, I think the offensive players are going to really rally around Sark. I, I think they will. Um, Mac Jones has a lot of respect for Sarkeesian. Uh, this is his first full season as the starting quarterback with Sark. He had a full offseason with Sark, and the two have a great relationship, a great rapport. Sark has talked about the toughness of Mac, the confidence of Mac, the determination of Jones, his stick to his leadership, his moxie, all of those things. So Mac is already you know, rallying around Sark. And then, you know, Najee Harris is right there with him. Uh, Devontae Smith, John Mechie, Jalen Waddle, all of these guys, skilled players are going to rally around Sark. And even the offensive line. I see the exact same thing with those guys. Leatherwood, Dickerson, Deontay Brown, uh, Evan Neal, uh, Emil Echior. This is a game for them to, you know, Rally around Sark, as well as protect the quarterback and, and the run game, helping Najee Harris in the backs get big-time yards, but also show Saban, hey, coach, we love you, man. We know that you're going to try everything you can to possibly be here for us, but even with it being you know, Sark as the head coach, we're going to show you, Coach Nick, we're going to get it done with Sark. We're going to get this thing done with Sark. We're going to show you, Coach, that we ain't going to back down. We ain't going to back down. We're going to play with fire. We're going to play with energy. My thing is going to be here is how will the defensive players rally around Sark? That's my thing. He spends all the time with the offensive guys. We know offensively those guys got Sark back. Those guys are riding with Sark NATO. You know, they, they riding. So offense is going to be right there with them. Defensively, that's going to be my question because Nick Saban – is so overarching, over-encompassing of the defense. And with Saban not out there, of course, those guys, they're going to play hard because Saban's going to coach them through Zoom and whatever and make sure that they play hard and make sure that they give full effort and make sure they're out there, you know, doing what they got to do to make plays out there on the field. But with Sark as the point person, I would like to see how will the defensive leaders, how will Dylan Moses, how will – uh, LeBron Ray, how will DJ Dale, how will Christian Barmore, how will Patrick Sertan II, how will Josh Job? how will these guys 
you know, rally around Sark and be like, Coach, we got you. We are not going to let you fall here in this game, you know, going up against Georgia and Kirby Smart. I mean, Sark's got experience. And, and like I said, this is a huge opportunity to, for him not only to prove to Coach Saban that he can do this, but also to show – the Alabama fan base, all the more as to why he was worth the three-year extension that he got. And uh, he's proven as an offensive coordinator that he's well worth that extension. But if he can go out here, you know, as a coach in Saban's stead and stick it to Kirby Smart and once again keeps keep Kirby Smart 0-4 in terms of beating a Nick Saban team, then that mounts even bigger in the hat of Steve Sarkeesian when you talk about, you know, possibly could he be the coach that takes over, you know, once Nick Saban makes that move to retire here, you know, in, in years way off and years in the future because that, that's always a question is, you know, once Coach Saban calls it done, you know, who's going to be the guy <clears throat> that will get the call to fill in and carry on the legacy and carry on the tradition of the program. So for Sark in this game, huge moment, huge opportunity for him to call the offense, call the team, get everybody around him, being like, guys, hey, I may not be Coach Saban. I'm not Coach Saban, but I want you guys to trust me. I want you guys around me. I want you guys locked in. Let's go out here. Let's fly around this ball. Let's make plays. Let's go out here and win a football game so that coach knows, hey, when you come back, coach, you'll see how, even with you not on the field, Coach Saban, we played for you. Sark's got experience, seven years of that being a head coach. It will be very interesting to see how the team full-on rallies around him in this game, but I believe he'll do that and do just fine. But we take another break here on the show. When we get back, we go. We return to the phone lines to take your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your chats, your concerns right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, Tide Nation, we are back in from the break on what is the hottest show on the streets, the number one form, number one ticket for Crimson Tide football news on a Wednesday hump day in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we're back on you folks as the call segment. You know who it's brought to you by. It's brought to you by the Blue Ridge Gang, baby. Blue Ridge Gang. 
bringing us this call segment right here, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Definitely want to hear from you. But as you're getting your thoughts together, well, before we, before we go to that that, uh, that call topic, we got a call right now in the queue. You are live on In My Own Words. What's going on? What's going on, Stephen M.? Doing fantastic, man, fantastic. Looking forward to this Georgia game uh, this weekend, man. How you feeling? I'm doing all right, too, man. I, I can't wait for it either there. I'm, I'm waiting for us to go get some dogs. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this, this is a big game right here. And like I've mentioned before, I know people are still kind of, you know, upset from the old Miss game. But this matchup against Georgia – really plays into Alabama's hands, just seeing how Ole Miss is more of a speed them up, uh, more of a speed them up, fastball, uh, fast-paced type of offense, hurry-up type of deal, and out of tempo. With Georgia, it's more so of true pro-style offense where quarterbacks taking the ball from center, some ground and pound, some play action. So this really sets up better for the Crimson Tide. And, 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 and I just feel like this week, you are going to see a defense play with a lot more fire to it. I watched guys come off the field over the weekend last week disappointed, disgusted, hurt, bothered. Um, Christian Barmore did not even want to look at the camera. Like that, that, that's how hurt that defense was over the, on last week. So I feel like Bama fans are going to see a much more lasered-in group this week. Yeah, I believe you're right there. Uh, Steven, uh, who was the guy that – was uh called for targeting you, you remember his name that would be jordan battle that would be jordan battle the sophomore at strong safety he will miss the first half of the game so in his spot in his spot don't be surprised in his spot if you see either demarco helms or brian branch in his role more so demarco helms don't be surprised if you see demarco helms in that role uh this weekend all right, I'm looking forward to it then. Absolutely, man. Appreciate the call, my man. Let's go get them. Roll Tide. Absolutely. Alabama taking on Georgia this weekend. Going to be a very cool matchup. But as you guys are continuing to get your thoughts in, 205-448-1358. And I'm going to call in, 205-448-1358. Najee Harris. Congratulations to Alabama running back Najee Harris. Another Big national award for him uh, for his for his performance against uh, Ole Miss last week. Uh, 23 carries, 206 yards rushing, five touchdowns, a career day for him. Uh, Najee was one of Alabama, Alabama uh, coaching staff players of the week. He was uh, SEC Offensive Player of the Week. He was the Walter Camp National Offensive Player of the Week. And then he was now the Maxwell National Player of the Week as well. So Najee Harris continuing to rack up awards there from his matchup against Ole Miss, but he's more so looking forward to pounding of this Georgia defensive front. But we take another call right now. You are alive on In My Own Words. What's going on? What's going on with Steven and Young Sway from Down the Bay? Sway! Hey! What's, What's up, Sway? What's going on, man? I heard something about uh, say what's what, what, what going on with Coach. Man, coach, man, coach contracted the COVID, man, a positive test from coach, but he's asymptomatic, so he's not feeling any symptoms. He's fine. 
he's just surprised that you know his test came back positive from the PCR testing because he's always been safe wearing the mask. He's always been safe on the campus, safe at home. So he's just kind of shocked that. Hold up, you said talk out the wrong run. Yeah, coach got the Rona, man. Nah, nah, Tony ain't got the Rona, my dog. Man, I mean, coach said today, man, I was hurt to sway. I almost cried, sway. I almost cried, sway. Yeah, coach got the Rona, man. Man, twenty twenty trillion dog. We we can't have Coach Saban not be able to coach the game. I got too much money riding on it. You feel me? Man, you all my uncles got money riding on the game. Can I say that? Can I say that on the air? I don't want your PG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sway, 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 sway. You good, man? You good? Oh, alright. But yeah, uh, but, yeah crazy, but coach, though. but but coach, um. Saban is researching ways to still be on the field, man, because as competitive as, as he is and as much as he can love the players, man, he's not trying to not coach this game. I hope so, because like I said, bro, I, I, I got too much money riding on this one, so uh, he's going to have to find some, you know, they got to do something, give them a little treatment of where they do from, you know, because we got to win their game, man. I got too much money riding on it. Hey, Sway. I got to work in that week, but. Hey, Sway, I'm, Sway, I'm, I'm gonna try to get in contact with Jeff Allen. We gonna see we we, we gonna see what we can do right now. I see you know. I mean, I want you to get caught up in it. I mean, leave leave, leave it out of it. I want you to get caught into it because, like I said, I got too much money riding on, so I don't really want to come tea time and, and come see you about it. But you, you know, get make sure coat <laughs> at the game, and then we gonna be all right, all right. I got you, Sway. I got you. You, I got you. All right, that's all I want to know. Y'all be good out there. All right, man. Roll tide, everybody. Roll time this way, man. <laughs> Roll time this way, sway, man. We got another call here in the queue. You live with in my own words. What's going on? Hey, Steve. I'm Jared from Marion. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. How you feeling? Doing good. You know I am Jared. You know I help with um, friends. I know. Football. I know you, man. I know you, bro. I know you. <laughs> you know think? Yeah, man. Uh, I just ain't hold you up long, buddy. I just want to say that defense got to step up. That's all I'm saying. And you know what I'm saying, with the front line and everything, because I know Coach Kirby's smart. He's going to pound that rock. And then, you know, in the secondary, because George Pickens, he's a, you know, he's a good receiver. And uh, was it P.R. Jackson, the receiver number 10? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I have to say, and that's it. You know, that's all I'm going to say. So I'm thinking they are going to be ready to play and everything. But like I said, the last guy that was on air – I know he got money on it, but uh, it's all depending on the right protocol. But like you said, the good staff like Coach Steve Sarkeesian and um, Coach Huff and all the rest of the other guys, Coach Carl Scott, Coach Pete Golden, they're going to have them guys ready. You know what I'm saying? They're going uh, they to definitely, definitely have them prepared, especially with Sark being the point guy, especially with Sarkeesian being the one that's making sure this is all getting done. But like Coach Saban mentioned, it's not knocking up the country. He is still on Zoom uh, communicating with the coaches, talking to players, talking to team managers. So he's still there, and he's going to try to find a way to still be a part of it. it, it it's going to take a lot to keep Coach Saban away from Brian Denny on Saturday. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot. Yeah, because I'm going to say this, too, um, with the protocol. They they going to probably test them again because, you know, like some of them teams. Oh, definitely. Go say, yeah, they're going to see if it come back ne if it come back negative, he good. Like you said, Coach Saban's a competitor. And the thing about it, he, he's going to keep, keep, you know, keep grinding and keep, you know, that's what you have to do as a coach. You got to 
keep doing that. He ain't just going to, like you said, he wants to win, man. And I know I can't wait when it come on Saturday. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I'm not going to hold you. I know you got other calls coming in, but I, I you know, appreciate everything. So, yeah, like you said, I just hope this COVID-19 will go away. But I'm assuming maybe sometime next year. That's what my opinion. You know what I'm saying? We we're gonna definitely, we're gonna definitely see how it plays out. But Jarek, man, as always, love the love the call, man. Appreciate you. You too, man. Take care. You keep holding it down, man. Appreciate right. the love there from Jarek. We we got the fifty three PC out of Marion dropping a line in here. That's awesome. We continue with the call lines here on a Wednesday. You're live on in my own words. What's going on? What's up, man? How you doing? This Uncle Charles. Uncle Charles, what's happening with you? Man, man, they're taking it day by day trying to duck this COVID. But look here, man, I appreciate your show. I love your show. You're one of the guys out here, one of the cool cats out here that's doing it real big, and I love your show. And I want to make, come in by Nick Saban and Alabama Crystal Tide. Let me tell you something, man. Nick Saban is a human being, okay? Anybody can, can catch this COVID. And he's been wearing his mask and, 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 and doing what he's supposed to do. Nick Saban is a quintessential coach. He's a good coach. He's a leader of men. He's a, a community builder. And he, he, he helps the community. When the tornado came, Nick Saban was one of the first ones out there helping, helping the state of people, uh, the people of Alabama. So Definitely was. Sure was. Yeah, exactly. Now, when somebody asks me who my favorite player on the team, I don't have no favorite player on the Alabama team. Nick Saban is who I like. He's a, he's a general. He's a leader. Let me tell you something. Go out there in front of that stadium, you'll see Nick Saban's statue. That statue ain't got the COVID because it ain't real. But Nick Saban, dude, he's a human being. I pray he don't have it. Lord knows I pray he don't have it. But I love, I love Coach Saban. He's a great man, and I just hope he's able to pull it through this. But in, in front of the game, for the game concern, Alabama, all you got to do is run the ball. You got a machine down there, and it ain't RoboCop, too. He can run the ball. And let me tell you something, Georgia, you should have had enough the first two or three times. Now we don't have to cut you up again. You should have never came back. But you want some more, we're going to give you some more. And that's all I got to say, man. Love your show, bro. Appreciate Uncle Charles there, Colin. And Uncle Charles giving yes, some sir. love here on the phone lines via, via TDA in my own words. Appreciate everybody shouting us out, calling us, blowing us up. Appreciate the energy and the excitement being shown by everybody. But just to finish my thought here on Najee Harris before we take another break here, Najee, congrats to him uh, and being the Maxwell Player of the Week for his performance against Ole Miss. He is looking forward to pounding this Georgia defensive front. He talked about it. He wants this challenge. He's excited for this challenge. The offensive line excited for this challenge. Should be a very, very intriguing, fun matchup. We take another break here right now on the show. When we get back, we're going to dive into Alabama's run defense. There is a correlation between Alabama and national championships, and it's the run defense. That's got to improve, and I'm going to tell you why after this. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. 
If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action here, folks, on the hottest show on the streets, number one form for Crimson Tide football news in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. If you haven't done so, you better go get your four-finger bling necklace right now, courtesy of WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com. That's WeOwnTheFourthQuarter.com, showing that support for Alabama football as it does on the fourth quarter. Get you that four-finger bling necklace from we Own the Fourth Quarter. Link will be found in the description. Also, check out TDAware.com. Let us be our let us be your one-stop shop for all purchases. We got your t-shirts, your hoodies right here. Whether it's the I Love Here and Touchdown Alabama shirt, the Let Them Play shirts, the We Want Football shirts, hoodies galore. Check us out right now. TDAware.com supporting Nick Saban, the Crimson Tide, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama magazine. That link will be found in the description as well. But we're getting to now. Final topic of conversation here. Alabama's run defense, this thing has got to improve this week. And, and as I mentioned in the previous segment, the difference between uh, Ole Miss and Georgia stylistically is Ole Miss was more so go, 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 run a bunch of plays, have tempo, get to the edge, not allowing your defense to uh, switch the personnel or have different groupings on the field. That was Ole Miss versus Georgia. It's more so, it's more so of a true pro-style offense. You have more personnel groupings on the field with tight ends. It's more so the quarterback taking the ball from under center. And I have a power running game built off of that with play action. So that fits more into what Alabama likes to do in terms of combating that defensively. Now, of the things that need to be cleaned up from Alabama's matchup from Ole Miss, there's a few, a couple of things here, a few things here, but of the things, the one major thing is Alabama's run defense. There is a direct correlation between Alabama and national championships, and that direct correlation is the run defense. Typically, Nick Saban in this group takes pride in making opposition one-dimensional, not allowing you to be balanced, not allowing you to run the football, keeping you kind of off-key or off-kilter, uh, sort of speak there, and, uh, you know, you in years past, you were not able to run on the Crimson Tide. And in the national championship seasons where Alabama was able to, you know, keep opposing teams on average under or less than 100 yards rushing per game for a season, Alabama would end that campaign with a national championship more times than not. Only two times this has happened when 
where it did not win a championship, but that was due to different circumstances. Now, as of right now, with this group on screen of Christian Barmore, a DJ Dale, a Brian Ray, Dylan Moses, and Christian Harris, Alabama giving up 151 yards rushing per game through three matchups. That, that, that's way too much. Giving up 151 yards per game rushing. That's not going to get it done. That's not going to cut it when you talk about Alabama football trying to win a national championship here. So uh, when you look at this, if you, when you look at this run defense under Nick Saban since 2008 here, 2008, Alabama gave up 74.1 yards rushing per game. 2009, it gave up 79.4 yards rushing. That was a BCS championship team. 2010, it gave up 110.2 yards rushing, no championship. 2011, it gave up 72.2 yards rushing per game. That was a BCS title team. 2012, it gave up 76.4 yards rushing per game. That was a championship team. 2013 and 2014, it gave up over 100 yards rushing per game. No championship in neither season. 2015, it gave up 75.7 yards rushing per game. That was a championship team. 2016, it gave up 69 yards rushing per game. 2017, it gave up 95 yards rushing per game. That was a that was a college football playoff national championship team along with 2015. And then 2018 and 2019, Alabama giving up over 120 yards rushing per game. No championship in neither season. So you see, you see what it is right here. More times than not, when Alabama's run defense, stingy, physical, forcing you to be one-dimensional, not allowing you to run on it giving up less than 100 yards per game on average for a season a national championship comes out of it when it doesn't do that it does not get a national championship now the only reason why the 2008 team that gave up 74.1 yards rushing per game did not win a title was because it ran up on a talented dominant uh, dominant florida team in the 2008 SEC Championship game coached by Urban Meyer, quarterback was Tim Tebow. And me personally, I felt like Alabama had more talent than Florida on that team. It's just that the, the, the belief wasn't there. The belief that we could really beat Florida, the belief to beat Florida was not there at that time. And on top of that, this was a Florida team that lost to Ole Miss in 2008 with a quarterback named Jevin Sneed. And ain't no way in the world Florida should have lost that game. But 2008, Alabama, great run defense. It was just the belief to beat Florida was not there. When you look at 2016, where it gave up 69 yards rushing per game, did not win a national championship. And this was the best defense of the Nick Saban era and arguably the best group in Alabama football history, especially when you look at the production this group had. 54 sacks, most of the Saban era. 118 tackles for loss, most in the Saban era. Uh, 16 interceptions. 8 fumble recoveries. 11 defensive touchdowns. I mean, th 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 this that, that group had stats galore. When you look at the production that team had, when you look at the characters and the personalities that were on that team, uh, that team should have a national championship, should have had one, but unfortunately did not. 
due to you know injuries to Eddie Jackson at safety, injuries to Sean Deion Hamilton at linebacker. And for a lot of you as Tide fans, you think if we would have had Eddie pick six jacks, if we would have had Jack out there, that would have been a national championship because of how important Jackson was. If we would have had Sean Deion out there, that would have been a title because Sean Deion smart, savvy, intelligent, very, very instinctive, and a guy that was having a dominant season before he tore his knee in the SEC championship game versus the Florida Gators. So if not for the injuries, could have went way different. But on top of that, you have a debacle between Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban where the two couldn't see eye to eye, and Saban kicked Kiffin to the curve, and that really hurt Jalen Hurts because as a freshman, his main offensive mind was not on the field, and that caused a lot of struggle. And then on top of that, you had just a transcendent quarterback in Deshaun Watson with the Clemson Tigers are concerned. So it, it took circumstances for those two defenses, 2008 and 2016, not to win a championship. But more times than not, when Alabama's run defense has been locked in, this is a national championship group. So this year's unit got to get those numbers down in terms of stopping the run if it wants to compete and go after a national championship. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. It's very simple and easy to do. You access this by getting the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I shall return on Friday. Continuing the conversation that is Tide Football. Also, keep in mind, I'll continue. Get that four-finger bling necklace. If you haven't gotten it yet, get you that four-finger bling necklace courtesy of we own the fourth quarter.com showing that support there for Alabama football as it owns the fourth quarter. That link will be found in the description. Also, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be in the description as well. But husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value those husbands. Children, school week, get that work done. Still do things though legitimately now to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words. 